Good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday. Hopefully your week was great and your weekend was restful. All the good things. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Grief Journal, so glad that you found this podcast and we're willing to allow this podcast to bless you and help you throughout your grief journey. My name is Taylor and welcome. Um, start us off with an antidote like we usually do. I have a few sets of twins in my family. And every time my mom met a twin that was outside of our family, she was so fascinated by them um, because we had so many sets of twins in our family. But today on this episode, um, we're going to be talking about like one of my favorite sets of twins, which happened to be um, my best friends, Deja and Dominique Martin. Deja is going to speak about her grief journey after um, losing Dominique. And I have so much respect for both of them because they're such genuine people. They just genuinely love on you no matter what kind of day you're having. They even have a habit of loving on their enemies. They just treat you like family the second that they meet you. And that's really what I appreciate about them because you don't just find people like that. So I'm going to play the interview um, on Deja speaking about Dominique and so excited for this interview because this will really bless your life. Deja comes with so much wisdom and so much kindness that it will really blow your mind and put things into perspective for you and give you a positive outlook on her grief journey. Um, and also will give you a positive outlet on your own grief journey. So go ahead and check it out. All right. So Deja, uh, introduce yourself to my followers. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Deja. People call me twin and or Dage. Um, I don't really have a preference. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Follow my TikTok, hi underscore I'm Dage. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the second question is, Tell me about the loved one that passed away that you're speaking on today. Okay. Um, my loved one that I'm going to speak on is my better half, my half, my whole, my, you know, everything. That's my twin sister. Her name is Dominique Martin. Can you tell us like a little bit about Dominique's um, personality or like what she was like as a as a person so that way okay. we can get to know her a little bit yeah well Dominique but better known as BKA Damo everybody called her that I called her twin or I called her sissy mm-hmm. or sister just you know whatever I was feeling in that time yeah um or sometimes Damo sometimes Dominique but Damo she was incredible mm-hmm. she made everybody laugh she made everybody laugh and laugh again. <laughs> That's just what she was. She was full of laughter. She was full of love. She she never wanted you to be uncomfortable. She she never wanted you to feel like you wasn't important. She never wanted you to to just not feel like you you matter. You belong. Mm-hmm. She. Everybody always say a person to give they shirt off their back, but she picked up strangers. <laughs> I mean, we we together we picked up strangers so many times. That's just what we did. Beating them like I don't know. She just 
she was magnificent. When I think of Dominique, I think of beauty, mm -hmm. literally beauty. Yeah. I think of class. I think of intelligence. She, we, it's so hard to differentiate the both, but you know, I'm, she fluent in three languages, American Sign Language, French, and of course, English. She was a dancer, she was a poet, she could sing, but nobody knew that at all. <laughs> I, me, I sing my heart out, but I can't sing. Um, and most importantly, girl, she loved to do some hair. She called herself the coldest silk presser. Which she was, which yes. Was. She was because I've experienced my twin silk presses maybe two or three times, but that was early on, early on. Mm -hmm. She got so cold to where I only did blow dries and it looks like a silk press. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she was cold. She was cold. She, she was, was nice. Mm -hmm. And then her hands were so soft in your hair. You never know, like she was actually in your hair. Mm -hmm. She was very accommodating. Dominique loved her suit slow jams old school and i'm not talking about 90s r&b i mean she loved 90s r&b but i'm talking about 70s 80s 90s you know comrades <laughs> you know bobby brown like dominique she was cold that's my dog she was one of the best people that embraced this earth amen amen all right so the next question is what is life Oh, what is it like having a twin? Ooh, having a twin, whew, it was fun. I mean, so much fun. You dressed alike, but we got to a point, so when we were younger, we dressed alike, and then we got so tired of people confusing who we were mm -hmm. that we stopped dressing alike. And mm -hmm. then right when we hit ninth grade, middle, you know, ninth grade year, we started dressing alike every single day i mean every single day the only time our outfits did not match was the very last day when we had our going away party mm -hmm. to uh different colleges and we wore our own separate college shirts that was the, and that was i mean four years straight four years straight um we girl having a twin is having Having, having to easily share. And what I mean by that is you learn how to just be around a person mm -hmm. and you learn how to initially think of another person besides yourself. Like, how is this going to affect another person? You learn basically how to build rapport with people. Um, having a twin is having somebody you you did life with you you know like right the day that you were even thought of conceived you were never alone mm -hmm. never never like when i was a twin i could never like i never knew no not known oh my lord and we recording that's not a word y'all i'm sorry noon is not a word but i never knew what it felt like to be alone Mm -hmm. I never knew what it felt like to not have a friend. I never knew what it felt like to initially go through something by yourself because I also have an incredible big sister. Like there was so much stuff that 
I never knew because I had a twin. I didn't even, you know, like having a twin is never having to make a friend. Mm-hmm. A person will come up to you and then they'll be like, y'all twins? Mm-hmm. And then we'll say, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, question after question after question after question. Now you just didn't talk to somebody for a long time. And of course, Dominique and I, we were kind of people, we asked questions back, like, who are you? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what school you go to? How old are you when your birthday? Because you know, you want to know so much about us. We want to know about you too. If we gonna, if this is how this is gonna rock, you know. And it's you. It, it was a lot of fun. That's mm-hmm. all I can say. You experience things as a kid growing up that a lot of people probably don't like. You know, how people talk about the twin telepathy mm-hmm. or feeling each other like twin emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that's a real thing, but. I've had my own type of experiences where I just, me and Dominique, we just knew. We just knew. Mm-hmm. I can remember a time where my mom, she would talk about how she would just be like, y'all really amazed me growing up. I remember she told me this story where we both were in uh, preschool and we something about a flyer picture yeah it was an assignment where we had to have a flyer draw a flyer picture it was one flower with grass a sun they were just teaching us about the outdoors my mom said and we were of course we were in separate classes because we looked that identical that they would get so confused so of course they split us up and one time like I said that flyer picture when she came home and we both gave her our picture because, you know, when you were in preschool, of course, everybody does the same type of lesson. She was able to put both of the pictures together and it made one picture down to the exact same colors that we used for the flower, all of that. And she was just like, wow. And that's when she realized that a twin is one egg truly split into two that made well, an identical twin that made two babies so at one point that was one brain at one point it was two set of eyes at one point it was one heart you know one one set of legs one set of arms and then eventually it splits into two so at one point you truly was one so you you experience a lot of different things together that a lot of people couldn't sense you you really just gain a sense of this is a weak thing. It's never going to be a I. Never. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that also could be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I love that. I love that answer. Okay. So next question is, I'm pretty sure the answer is obvious to everybody, but I, but I asked it anyway. What is, how is having a twin different than just having a brother or a sister? Mm, I can't speak for a lot of twins, but if their mother was anything like mine, then it was a lot different. Mm-hmm. If somebody had a birthday party and one twin was invited and not the other, we couldn't go. Whereas a brother and a sister, y'all are different ages at one point. Mm-hmm. Y'all all are in separate classes at one point, different friends at one point. So you can go to separate events. Mm-hmm. if my mom would be like nobody can turn y'all against each other at one point y'all only had one mind 
one set of eyes, one set of arms, one set of legs, and one heart. If they don't choose you and they choose your sister, that's fine. But never let somebody talk about you to your sister and vice versa. Whereas, you know, those conversations you wouldn't even think of as an older sister or a younger sister or a brother and all of that because y'all had you know your own set of friends because y'all all different ages mm-hmm. nobody is coming to my house that does not like my sister mm-hmm. whereas you know you have an older sister your little sisters is annoying mm-hmm. can you please tell them to leave like I couldn't tell you know you know what I mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that or yeah it being going to events um it's the nobody confuses you mm-hmm. I can't speak for a lot of twins because you know there are fraternal twins that exist so they do have their own sense of identity there could be times where I remember vividly nobody's going to confuse somebody that's two years younger or older unless they look exactly alike but at some point they don't mm-hmm. I remember people on the outside telling me to do something and then getting frustrated with Dominique. And I'm like, I've already done it. And then they'll be like, why are you still sitting here? Not knowing that we're twins. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of different experiences that, that you have that having a brother and sister wouldn't know. You'll be sitting somewhere and nobody's gonna confuse me and Morgan. They'll be like, Dominique, I mean, Deja or different things like that mm-hmm. so it is different yeah it is different nobody compares a brother and a sister like this so there are so many twins that compete with each other because you know when you're a twin you start figuring out who other twins are you start building relationships with other twins like hey is this the same for you too is this aggravating for you too and what i mean by that is people asking you questions like which one a mean twin which one a nice twin Mm-hmm. why does it have to be a mean one and a nice one which one's the smarter like who's smarter who's nicer who's meaner like who you know so many why why are we like nobody's going to compare the older sister to the younger sister they might have an ideal thing or the the younger sister might have to walk in you know footsteps or something but no you have questions somebody will meet you instantly and they'll be like oh well who is this and then you really have to look at each other go back on experiences and now it's oh you think I'm meaner than you like different things like that mm-hmm. whereas having a normal brother or sister mm-hmm. nobody's ever walked up to me and Morgan and asked which one's the mean sister which one's the nice sister mm-hmm. or nobody's ever walked up to me and Ayana and said which one's the mean one and which one's the nice one Guaranteed. or which one is the smartest who's the smartest who's like you know they they truly compare whatever categories you can think of mm-hmm. they can ask mm-hmm. okay so you mentioned that you had um other siblings other than Dominique how is like how is your relationship with them compared to like how it was still is with Dominique um okay so before my parents got together and stayed together because you know like they're still together um they each had their own daughter so mm-hmm. I have a sister who was eight years older than me and her name is Morgan and I have a sister who is four years older than me her name is Ayana mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, with Ayana, she would only come on the weekends and Morgan would leave weekends mm-hmm. because she would have to go be with her dad because Morgan is my mom's daughter. And then uh, Ayana is my dad's daughter and Ayana would come over on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So me and Ayana, we're cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we cool. We, when we see each other, it's nothing but love. When we talk mm-hmm. on the phone, love mm-hmm. um i'm not like i'm really close with ayana mm-hmm. there's no buts i'm mm-hmm. close with her mm-hmm. i'm really close with morgan mm-hmm. morgan is my neighbor <laughs> <laughs> like i live next door to morgan <laughs> mm-hmm. i bug morgan i irritate morgan ayana she lives out south yeah. grandview so yeah. yeah and then with Morgan like I said wait I don't know how some people are with their siblings but I seen Morgan on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. whereas Ayana it was every weekend and then sometimes with holidays she'll come or uh some weekends she'll want to go be with her friends or something Mm-hmm. and you know miss out on the weekends whereas morgan monday through friday you gotta be here because you gotta go to school yeah <laughs> you know what i mean because you know it ain't fair you got friends you could go to your friend's house on the weekends so yeah. sometimes ayana wouldn't come on the weekends mm-hmm. got you got you okay and so like compare so those two relationships compare with the one that you had with dominique how do you feel like those are that one was different than the one that you had with your sisters Oh, because we did life together. Mm-hmm. When you're the same age as somebody, mm-hmm. it's different. And I mean the exact same age. Right. I didn't have to, uh, with Dominique, you know, you play with each other nonstop. Mm-hmm. Everything is a competition. And what I mean by that is you might play with the water. But in our mind is who could grab this much water? Who, who you know, who can grab this water fast? Like different things like that, the games we played, the interactions that we had, the feeling each other, like the feeling, the feeling each other's emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't, I know when Morgan is sad because I learned her and I can look at her. I know when Ayana is sad because I learned her and I can look at her. But Dominique, nah, I knew when she was sad mm-hmm. because she, even when she wasn't there, I knew, I knew. Yeah, I knew like, flat out. I knew, I knew when something was bugging her. Mm-hmm. I knew when something would excite her. When Morgan, it's like you learn these things, but it's 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 a relationship that you build. Mm-hmm. But with Dominique, it was a relationship that was already built. Got you. Okay got you from the time of conception one of my favorite things that you used to tell me um about you and dominique is how when, when y'all live like literally right around the corner from each other like literally right around the corner from each other everyone and y'all would put your families to bed and then you would just go and hang out with each other and i was just like that is just so cute to me i love that <laughs> yeah we'll everybody my twin sister and i we were walking distance neighbors me and Morgan, we walking distance neighbors, but her walk is seven minutes. Dominique and I walk was 30 seconds. Literally neighbors, next door <laughs> neighbors. And every day we would hang out from 6.30 a.m. 
until about 8 a.m. And then every night we'll put our families to bed and then we'll I'll either walk to her house or she'll walk to my house and we'll hang out till just whenever we get sleepy. So sometimes it will be from 11 to 12 or 11 to 1 30 just whenever and every day like I said you never feel alone you never feel alone whereas Morgan I can't walk to her house in the middle of the night <laughs> I can't walk to her house in the middle of the night I could drive but then you know who want to just keep driving back and forth like that with Dominique it was easy right there flat out easy literally I like that I like that okay so what is the hardest part about not having your twin? Learning, having life lessons that the average person, I don't want to call nobody that's not a twin average or that's not a multiple, average, you know, average. Y'all mm-hmm. not. But there's things that y'all experience that I've never experienced that I'm having to experience, but at an older age. And honestly, it's embarrassing. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, it's insecurities. Whereas when you have an identical twin, I don't know about anybody else, but all the insecurities that I had, Dominique shared. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't be mad at, you know, I couldn't be just walking around saying, oh, I don't like this because it's going to flat out tell her, mm-hmm. I don't like that about you. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. <laughs> so you just go with the flow. So, and then you learn to never look at an insecurity mm-hmm. ever when and then when you know after she passed I didn't look in the mirror I couldn't couldn't get myself to it was like I would brush my teeth I would look down I would look down I do my hair and then when I looked up if it looked decent it was cool Mm -hmm. washing my face like outfits and stuff please I wouldn't even know I would look at my face it would just I would look in the mirror but neck down Mm-hmm. one time when I finally uh, was able to look at myself I'm like dang this is what Deja looks like mm-hmm. with Dominique people say we look so much alike where I'd be like oh she is so pretty so that means I must be really pretty too and now I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like Deja what do you really look like you know what do you look like and I mean we look we still look very much identical but when you go that long not looking at yourself when you finally do you like oh oh like oh this is what's going on with you girl you still cute though but I was telling my cousin I said oh my goodness has my nose always been this big but I wouldn't pay attention to that because Dominique and I's face very very identical the only difference is my head is shaped like this and hers is shaped like that mm-hmm. that's it but the same form of the eyes the nose the mouth the ears everything is the same so that's nothing that I would have paid attention to because how dare I pay attention to that girl you got the same nose type stuff oh I'm not saying that I don't like my nose like I think I have a very you know pretty face and my features fit my face the way they're supposed to Mm -hmm. but it's features that I didn't notice until now got you okay okay that's cool that's cool that's cool okay I feel like you kind of answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do people see you as an individual um, now or as like, or as a twin still? They see me as an individual when it's convenient. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Explain that. Hold up. Yeah. So it's, Deja, I'm having a hard time being around you because 
you look so much like your sister. And then in the same breath is you your own person. Um, I mean, I could tell y'all part. I mean, y'all always be your own person. But which one is it? You know? And it's the, I try to tell the person, people look at death and then they think, oh, you know, your, your sister passed away. So it's, but not, not thinking about the challenges that I may face. Like I just said about the learning about who I am. Mm-hmm. It's the learning how to, the fact that I never had to learn how to make a friend. Mm-hmm. Instantly when you say you were twin. So like I'm 26 years old and I just made one of my first friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's tight to me. Yeah. But I and I, you know, I made them because we were just simply talking. And then later on, that person found out I was a twin. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by that. Like learning who I am. Mm-hmm. So then they'll say, Dominique, I mean Deja, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Y'all look so much alike. And then get so confused when I tell them, I'm just learning how to be an individual person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm learning how to like most of my stories was we my mama didn't let me go places without Dominique Mm -hmm. and vice versa from when we were kids so we went to two separate colleges hated it immediately went to um being at the same college dorm dorm type we were dorm uh roommates all the way until we graduated because I graduated a semester before her Mm-hmm. then she uh we each had our own separate life for one year I moved to Lawrence she was living at uh home with her fiance she was pregnant about to have her kid and some more stuff and we didn't like that so we became neighbors <laughs> flat out neighbors we did life our husbands did life we all must have been just twins we all like <laughs> you know we didn't like being apart that much that we became neighbors. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, my next question is like, how did you handle your grief in the beginning and how do you handle it now? Um, Moonlight. Oh, put it down. Sorry. She stole a candy cane off the tree. I still got my tree. It's okay. All right. Got the beat up. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> in the cords and drop this sorry no, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> um in the beginning girl i was hurt and i was sad mm-hmm. but i was so confused because i'm a true believer in god mm-hmm. i was so confused on what was going on that i could only seek him I can only talk about him. I literally kept just saying, thank you, God, because if I didn't, my life would have went into a downward spiral, mm-hmm. like flat out into a downward, a downward spiral. I, I talk to people. I consult people because the best thing about it was the fact that when you do life with somebody, you talk to them all the time. You neighbors with them. So you know who comes and goes from their house literally i used to watch you like who is that so i'll call be like oh um i see so and so is at your house about to come up 
but it is not like like I see them. I see them coming to your house. Like, Come over. I know they got a hair point, but I just want to say hi. You know, like you 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 paying attention. I was a nosy neighbor with her type stuff, and that that pouring into love into people, they truly poured it back into me. Mm-hmm. So my grief was a little different because I accepted love. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I accepted love, and then the sadder I got. I was like, oh, grief is a true battle that you can either choose to, it's okay. I don't want to say either either one is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. You can feel and allow yourself to heal that way, or you can control what, not what you feel, but the actions that you had so when I used to feel myself getting sad mm-hmm. I wouldn't get sad I just call somebody and be like hey this memory popped up in my mind mm-hmm. I fought it mm-hmm. each and every day literally I talked to people you know I took the time when they because I knew that the phone calls was gonna stop I knew that some of the visiting was gonna stop I knew all of that so I took advantage of it. when they came yeah, girl, I remember that. What else you what else you remember? Tell me your favorite memory. Like I took full on advantage. Mm-hmm. So that when it did stop, it was like, okay, God, what's up? I'm alone now. What you got for me? What you want me to hear? Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't depend on the people coming all the time. Mm-hmm. It was a I appreciate you for coming my way. Mm-hmm. Because you ain't even have to get in your car and come over, but you did. Mm-hmm. regardless of what your intentions may have been if they were pure or not you still got up and came mm-hmm. like that's raw to me that's tight mm-hmm. it's tight that when people even when they stop it's the fact that you did mm-hmm. and I thought about things like that way but I'm not gonna lie I did have expectations and by the time my one year came up mm-hmm. I released the expectations mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is I lost best friends and it wasn't because I I didn't, like I said, expectations. I'm expecting a person to like, how have I laid eyes on all of these people, but you, mm-hmm. not you, not me expecting you to call me all the time. I, it's the expectations of I want to hang out with somebody. Why am I hanging out with all of these new people? Why are you avoiding me? Granted, I knew you had a relationship with my sister. And some of them flat out told me, it's hard losing Dominique and being around you. That's cool. But you don't think it's hard losing Dominique and being around my own self? Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody confusing you with Dominique's name. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody confusing you, like comparing y'all to. Expecting you to do the things that she did. Some people did that and some people didn't. So I had to choose a boundary and a ground. I had to reevaluate like what was the relationship before? What did Deja do before? What is something that like Deja could grasp from Dominique to make, you know, to figure out what they what she did because everything so you can learn something from everybody. So grasping it and doing exactly what she did is two different things Mm -hmm. so people were expecting me to be her whole time I like what she did with that I'm still Deja but I like that she did that so I take that I still that because having 
like they people used to say they compared like this is the love that that I was okay with them comparing us to because Dominique and I we hated those questions so much as a kid that we both sat down and we were like we just both want to be good people. We've and then at, from that day forward, we'd be like, "Who's the nicest?" We both really nice. And when you start seeing it, you become that. We both love people the same, and you do. We might have, we might love them differently, but we love them equally, mm-hmm. equally the same. The twins ain't gonna. The twins, you're not gonna have no bad reaction with the twins. You're not gonna have no bad interaction with the twins. The, the twins is all love. You might. Deja sees the good in every situation. Dominique saw the good in every person. So with that, that 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 was that was a winning combo. And what I mean by that was we didn't have altercations with people because Dominique would be like, "Hold on, hold on, Deja. That person is going through something, and think of them as the person, not the situation." Mm-hmm. Whereas I'd be like, Dominique hey chill out I know I know this is the person but you can't love somebody from the potential of what they can be you got to love them for where they are this is how you work in this situation Mm -hmm. so together it was a girl I ain't never had no physical fight Mm -hmm. I ain't never have to Mm -hmm. it was the before I could even before I would even get mad I'd be like Dominique what you think about this and then I'll be like, what you think this person going through? What you think, like, I'm about to put myself, put me in this person's shoes. Tell me their emotions. So then that'll avoid every argument ever. Whereas now, I try to get some advice from people sometimes. Match energy. Match energy. How am I matching energy with somebody? And whole time, you, um, they ain't even... They, ain't, they don't even know what's going on. They they just lost a family member or they don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They car, they they tired, just busted it. They trying to figure out how to get to work. They ain't worried about you right now. Yeah. So now I have uh, three people I only talk to about the things that I go through because I don't want to hear about matching energy. I want to hear about if, if I did this, how would this truly make you feel? Mm-hmm. so then I know if I'm out there intentionally because when you learn things like that mm-hmm. and then you react you intentionally know you about to hurt somebody and how horrible of a person is that yeah that's horrible mm-hmm. so different things like that girl mm-hmm. okay 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 how do you feel like you handle your grief now now I rock with it Mm-hmm. I, I rock with it. Me and grief go hand in hand. And what I mean by that is, hey, if I'm having a sad day, I'm glad I'm having a sad day. That's that. Can't nobody tell me otherwise. Can't nobody tell me nothing. I don't care no more. Mm-hmm. If, but that, but this, here's the difference. I'm having a sad day, but that don't mean that it's going to change the interaction I have with you. Okay. Yeah. You didn't make me have a sad day. So I'm not about to be sad with you. That and then to me, it's not masking how I feel, but it, it you don't deserve that. So at first, I used to be like, "I'm okay, y'all. I'm okay, y'all." Mm-hmm. Now, but I told somebody, "I'm having a sad day," and still be ready to jam with you because me having a sad day is not going to determine the moment because you know people don't know happiness is only dealing with what's happening in the moment so you can isolate feelings at times 
And that's what I do now. If I'm having a sad day and I'm around somebody, we ain't finna have no sad moments. I don't want to be sad all day. That That's what I do now. Got you. Okay. Whereas at first I would be like, I'm just really having a sad day. Or I, or I flat out would just be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Because I don't want to cry. Now I'll cry with you when we're dancing next minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. My last question is like unscripted. How do you feel like your grief has impacted how you do life slash how you treat other people? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it taught me how to love people more. Mm -hmm. I feel like it taught me how to be realistic because at first, uh, I, girl, I lived a Disney World life up until I turned, up until December 18th of 2020. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was in fairy tale land. I had all of these friends, all of these connections, mm-hmm. degrees, like relationship with God, all of that. And now I feel like I'm just grateful that I have peace Mm -hmm. so with that I'm able to love people more and and better and differently and I think that's incredible because even before it in I love magnificently (laughs) (laughs) Mm. and I say this love words so much and I don't mean to overuse the word love but love is what truly kept me. Mm-hmm. So I learned that because I don't believe there's a right and a wrong way to grief, but I do believe there's a healthy and an unhealthy way. And I mean by that is love, 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 love. The matter that I felt like, like with the man that murdered my sister, I had to learn how to love that man. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, like dead love that man because that 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 hatred could have ate me alive. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by that. I had to, I don't, I don't, that don't mean let people walk over on me. That don't mean keep, you know, keep people around that's hurting me. But you learn how to love people for who they are, where they at, because walking around with hatred, anger, hurt, mad, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But don't let it manifest in your heart. Because the minute that it manifests in your heart, you start just, treating people differently you start you start forgetting that life is truly worth living Mm -hmm. and my interactions is differently now I don't people they avoid me because they feel like what they're going through in life is way differently than what I'm going through and I'm learning grace so I had to sit down and actually tell multiple people Mm -hmm. Just because you don't believe what you're going through is worse than what I'm going through don't mean I'm still not a friend. Don't mean still don't come around. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning how to be more vulnerable so that people can come to me. Mm -hmm. Or I can still have have relationships with people because people truly were avoiding me. And like I was saying, because I truly just got grace, just because my grief taught me to express myself, be vulnerable, love people more, 
love people harder. Expect it's okay to expect only if the expectations is coming from me. Mm-hmm. Deja, I expect you to call these people to check on them. Deja, I expect you to uh, get up and make your bed, even if you getting up and making your bed is the only thing to do. Mm-hmm. Not, I expected that person to come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that person came and checked on me. So if a person don't don't call me a year from now, and they pick up that phone 10 years from now and be like, I'm thinking about Deja, and they call me, that's gratitude because that person called me. Mm-hmm. It's not, dang, they ain't called me in so long. Oh, well, they thought about you. So that's what I'm learning. I'm learning the 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 the, the true meaning of love. Mm-hmm. There it goes. And what I was saying by that is just because what what you believe a person is going through is not as tough as what you're going through, that doesn't mean that what they're going through isn't the hardest thing in that you know, in that moment in their life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I may have lost my twin sister, but they ain't never experienced they tired of being popped on the highway, you know, different things like that. Like in that moment, that's the toughest thing they ever been through. So yeah. who am I to be like, you need to be grateful that you even have life? No, that person is tra- traumatized. <laughs> they yeah. traumatized right now. So mm-hmm. my grief taught me that what a person is going through in that moment could be the hardest thing that they're going through, although. Everybody know you probably going through something a lot more harder. That don't mean that it's not the hardest thing they didn't been through in their own life. Right. It taught me to love love people. The more vulnerable you are, it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The more vulnerable you are, you will heal. You will. It's okay to decipher the word happiness from peace because happiness is only determining what's happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. But peace is understanding that life is going to happen but you okay because life is still good you still have the opportunity to keep going because your feet still planted 10 toes on the bed if you hospitalized on the ground if you can walk on those uh wheelchair pads if you're in a wheelchair you still can get up and go Mm -hmm. that's it girl my grief taught me that Love is when you love, hey, can't nothing else defeat that. Mm -hmm. When you love, people think doing good things for people and karma is their way of, oh, getting a new job or getting more money or getting materialistic things. But for me, I think God knew that I was going to have to go through this hardest moment of my life. So he allowed me to sow all of this good stuff on this earth before Dominique passed because all my karma came back with grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to experience the depression. I didn't have to, because, you know, I had a baby right when Dominique died. Mm-hmm. I had just had a baby. So that's postpartum that God didn't allow me to have to experience. So all of this good stuff, like people be like, Deja, why are you so nice? Because I don't know when the next tragic thing that's going to happen and I'm going to need some grace. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need some love. I'm going to need all of this. Like that's that's what I'm looking for. I don't care if I don't ever get a new parachute a day in my, like, you know, a, a, another day in my life. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know for a fact I'm covered because 
the good things that I sow on this earth is because I'm gonna need somebody later on. I know it. Yeah. And I'm gonna need somebody emotionally, mentally. I'm gonna need somebody to pray with. I'm gonna need somebody to remind me, like, hey, this is real. Hey, read this scripture. So my grief just taught me love, girl. Mm -hmm. Love, grace, and mercy. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I did have some angry moments. I did have some life lessons and I did have some some uh tough times losing people probably overreacted probably was sensitive but came december 18th i was i was really head on learning Mm -hmm. what can i do to be okay Mm -hmm. and i learned love Mm -hmm. so if you want to take it to the next person the angrier they feel i encourage them Go hand out some food to the homeless. Go love on somebody. And I can guarantee they won't even feel that anger. Even if it's for five hours, that was five hours. You didn't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. That was five hours that you channeled that that emotion and was like, you know what? The best thing that you can fight anything with is love. So let me go love on somebody instead of dwelling in this anger. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. When I felt like I was having a horrible day, I go sit with some veterans and I just talk to them. I go uh, walk around, pass out food to people. I just do a bunch of different things to express love. And by the time I was done, I felt good. I felt so good with what I just did. And I just knew that person that I was hurt about, Dominique. Like I just knew she was just like, hey, I'm proud of you. And then in that moment, that grief was different. That grief was, I got somebody really looking over me. So I truly fought my grief with love. So like I said, I don't think it's a right or wrong way to grieve because it's okay to be angry. You lost somebody. That's 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 detrimental. That's traumatizing. But don't let it consume you. Get up. Get up because regardless, you got to live the life. That don't mean you got to let the life live you. Well, that's all that's the questions. Girl. Yeah, that's all the questions that I have for you. Thank you so much for um participating in this interview. I really Thank you, girl. Yeah. All my people, Tay is gonna send this to me, and this is the grief journal, guys. This is the grief journal. Yeah. I like that. How I'm dazed and just connected with the grief journal. We really did. We really, really did that. Hold on. So I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Deja. Um, I hope it gave you some kind of insight onto her perspective on loss and how you might deal with your own loss, regardless of who who it is that transitioned into your family. So proud of her for hopping onto this platform because as we all know, speaking about grief and loss is never easy, especially when it is someone that you truly, truly cared about and were connected to. And in her case, that her twin. Um, That concludes this week's episode of The Grief Journal. Next week, we will be talking about loss of a friend um, with one of my other friends from high school. So have a good rest of your week and we will see you next week.